Welcome to Coffee Podcast. I'm Ali. And I'm Emma. And each episode, we pick a short Australian story to listen to while we have our morning coffee. And get extremely caffeinated, because that is how we work. Yeah. I bought one of those like giant like liter things of Blend 43. I'm so Whoa. happy. It's It's quite heavy, surprisingly. I'm not used to that. A delicious weight. Yeah. Well, I am having a soy flat white because it is finally cold enough to have a hot coffee, which usually made me sick. Oh, that mm. can be an issue. Mm-hmm. So what are we listening to? Well, today we are going to listen to a short story from Susan McCreary called Breakdown, and it's going to be read by the amazing Mark Desay. Have a listen. The young couple headed west where no one knew them. They sang with the windows down and touched each other's thighs. The horizon stretched forever. Several hours in, the engine began to make knocking noises, so they pulled over at a viewing platform. The girl lifted the bonnet. The radiator was so hot, so she asked her boyfriend to take off his T-shirt. She held it over the cap and twisted. At the sudden hiss of steam, she jumped back, banging her head. When her boyfriend laughed, she swore at him and stormed off across the plain. He yelled after her, saying they should have had the car checked over before they'd left. He told her that. Before long, a bus could be seen in the distance. The couple, who'd been wordless for a time, watched as passengers, bewildered by the heat and glare, stepped down. Some hung back from the platform, nervous about the height. They shaded their eyes, sipped at water bottles, took photos of the ribbony road. A man with a baby on his hip strolled over to the couple's car. The baby wore a white cotton hat with a lace trim. Its pudgy legs kicked. Its cheeks were aflame. The man fiddled under the bonnet for a few moments. That should get you to the roadhouse, he said, but they won't fix it for you. After that, he said, sweeping his arm from horizon to horizon as the baby gave a gummy laugh. After that, you're on your own. So I picked that one because there were I felt two layers to it the first was the comedy in the relationship and seeing her storm across the plane and that kind of dynamic play out that most people know I felt that was actually like for being such a short story I mean like all microfiction is but for being this the length that it was I found that really beautifully written like Mm. it was really vivid it was It was, like, there was so much comedy and feeling in it, despite the fact that it was, like, three sentences. Like, it was just, yeah. Just managed to capture that whole relationship dynamic in three lines of dialogue. Yeah. Just incredible and hilarious. But the other reason I really liked it was because underneath that layer of comedy and classic relationship drama... There was this other level of absurdity of having this huge hope and dream to go out into 
the desert and then your car breaking down and a strange man with a baby, like a folklore kind of character (laughs) coming over and being like, oh, you've got to take it to the roadhouse, but they won't fix it. And then you're alone. It was just kind of bizarre, (laughs) you know? It was just very strange. But I think that really captures the the atmosphere of the Australian desert. That's, yeah, it, it made me think, like, and once again, like, I feel like this is one of those stories where I can't tell if I'm reading so much into it or if it was really there. But for some reason, this really evoked for me like a lot of those really classic stories of Australian literature Mm. and, and film, which really focus on this very unique perspective of isolation Mm. of isolation, not always as, as an, purely negative thing yeah. I guess I, I wouldn't say like it's not a, not a negative thing but like the yeah that Australian desert the the road where with the sign saying like you know last stop for you know a few <laughs> like a thousand k mm. or whatever it is that it was just a really beautiful like yeah that it's like no there's just nothing I mean there's this tourist bus so we came from somewhere <laughs> But there's nothing. No. <laughs> it's like just stretches and stretches of nothingness. Yeah. Mm. That you could have I don't know, yeah, like this vast emptiness with a busload of people. Yeah. <laughs> like twenty people crammed into one space in mm. a desert of nothingness. Um But I think a lot of people do feel that pull, especially if you're Australian, maybe to go into the nothingness like to go to the desert yeah and just experience that isolation and it's this really beautiful powerful thing yeah and i thought that was maybe what the couple were pursuing when they said they wanted to go somewhere where no one knew them Mm. but then they started arguing and she stormed off and i was like maybe it's because no one wants to know (laughs) where they're from i don't know yeah i it makes me think of um, I had a friend who went to the Northern Territory for like the first time and had been dreaming of going to the Northern Territory for her entire life. She was telling me about that she hired a car and drove out to where the red dirt started. She was like, and I pulled over and I got out of the car and I stood there for half an hour mm. and just watched and looked and there was no one around and like two cars passed me the entire time and it was just silent and beautiful and I was like I feel like that's not I mean other places have deserts and other places Mm. have you know vast isolation but it's this real imagery that comes through in Australian Mm. stuff of yeah that real like the red dirt wanting to experience that isolation Mm. and and wanting to experience the red dirt for Mm. yourself yeah and doing the road trip despite the fact that so many people get stuck yeah well it reminds me when i was doing the larapinta trail Mm. in the northern territory we're reaching i think we're halfway and this it was the most beautiful sunset i've ever seen just started to happen and my walking buddy and i just knew immediately that it was really magical and all of those colors that you think of when you think about the Australian landscape, like those reds and the strange purples that can come out from the 
think it's a bush called the kangaroo paw. Yeah. All just starts to just catch on fire in a way. But it was really interesting because we were talking to other people the next day and everyone had stopped to watch that sunset. (laughs) Everyone was like, did you watch that sunset? I was transfixed for an hour. Yeah. You know, and that was a very, everyone was talking about the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all of these people living out in the middle of the Northern Territory Mm. that are just attuned to this way of being. Yeah. It was quite beautiful. And I, I, I mean, back to the story that, um, I can also add, yeah, one thing I really liked was um, there was a, a mild sort of subversion of stereotypes in there yeah. with the girl being the very active, I will take care of the car. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't know if this is deliberate, but also mild, like sort of turning the man into men, like eye candy. Yes. It's just like, um, just take your shirt off, all right? I need to use it for something. <laughs> and the idea of this guy just being like shirtless on the side of the road while the girl's like, going to fix the car, honey. Just stand over there. Stand back, <laughs> I thought that as well. I mean, I couldn't tell if it was deliberate from the writer yeah. or if it was just the brilliant way the actor read the story. But there was this definite moment of, and I need your shirt. <laughs> yeah. You know, like just <laughs> amazing. Yeah, no, it was a beautiful moment. <laughs> I also yeah. liked the way um, there was a distinction made between what the guy was thinking mm. with we should have had the car checked. Yeah. And then the rider clarifying, no, no, he did tell her that <laughs> out loud because he thought it would help the situation. Oh, I see. I read that as he told her that like before they left. Oh, yeah. so I thought it was, it was <laughs> you don't need to tell her that. But I felt like the way the actor, the tone that he had was like, oh, yeah, he told her that. <laughs> Just thought that would be helpful to let her know that they should have done that a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, I in my head, it was that moment of being like when you're in your head, just going like, I mean, I did tell them that before we left. <laughs> I said we will regret it if we don't if if we don't do that. <laughs> Which again seems to be a gender. And this is flip. what happened. I told them so. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Actually, that's true because yeah. it is. Yeah. The nagging. Yeah. The nagging wife has yeah. turned into the the shirtless partner. <laughs> <laughs> Just being like, I told her. I told her we should get the get the car fixed. <laughs> I suppose also, yeah, and you've also got the man with the baby. Yeah, what did you think the function of the baby was? Because I was very intrigued at its addition. I think it it does make it, like, I think in the way you were saying that, like, his character becomes more folklorish. Mm. That just a man on a tourist bus is just a man on a tourist bus. Mm. A man with a baby Mm. on a tourist bus. He has a story. Yes. Don't know what the story is. Probably just he's had a baby with someone at some point. But And they're still on the bus, staying out of the heat. But I don't know, yeah. And I, I there was yeah, moment of confusion where I thought he was talking to the baby that the baby would have to make it to the roadhouse on its own. <laughs> but that was cuz I I got distracted and didn't realize he was talking to the couple again. That's on me. <laughs> I mean, is the roadhouse even there? 
I mean, what is the point of going to the roadhouse if it's not going to fix the car? Like, this is what I mean. It, like, went into this absurd <laughs> place. What are they going to do? Call someone. <laughs> the, road, yes. the roadhouse at least will have food and water. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, the Won't baby was interesting. The baby was, again, beautifully described and really just perfectly encapsulated with the pudgy legs and the inflamed cheeks and yeah the lace bonnet why like why are they there just going on a bus <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah i don't it just i feel yeah i feel like this story just had a lot of like really beautiful kind of mix of yeah almost fairy tale imagery mm. with really vivid like descriptions of situations that i think most people can imagine especially with the tourists as well mm. the tourists looking at a view sipping from the water bottles shading their eyes yeah that is every tourist ever yeah that's I have it. definitely been that tourist. Yeah, I've seen that tourist. <laughs> you know, done the, I've just been on a bus for six hours. I'm just going to hang here for a minute. I don't really know what I'm looking at. They said we had to stop here and take photos. <laughs> so I'm just going to do that. <laughs> so that was Breakdown by Susan McCreary. And you can find more stories by Susan McCreary on Spineless Wonders website shortaustralianstories.com.au yeah and you can also find more info about the podcast there um you can also rate review and subscribe on all your major platforms (laughs) we're supported by australia council for the arts yep (laughs) of the arts for the arts it's very odd i mean Um, they're both of and for they are they support everything. And stay, stay caffeinated. caffeinated. <laughs>